Hello again. Hello. Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the minor and secondary characters of the show. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we're back for another week of season two of this wonderful podcast. And we thank you all very much for listening to us, whether you're a first-time listener or you've been with us since day dot. Thank you very much, as always. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. And this is our 30th episode. It feels like uh, a bit of an achievement. Yeah, it's a bit of a milestone. Uh, you know, we had our 25th episode, Sue Ellen Mishki, mm-hmm. you know, five weeks ago. And now we've got this one, uh, the Yankees staff, because it is a what's the deal with episode. That's right. So every fifth episode, we, rather than pick an episode and talk about the secondary characters within it, we pick a character or set of characters uh, that appear across multiple episodes and sometimes seasons mm. and focus on those. So, for example, our last one was Sue Ellen Mishki, as you said. Uh, we've talked about uh, Susan, uh, Susan Ross. We yes. talked about all of the Seinfeld, pa- uh, all of the Corfors parents. Mm-hmm. That was a good um, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lloyd Braun. Yeah, we did. That's right. Newman, which was our twentieth episode. Yes, and very well received. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one we're talking about the Yankees staff. Yes, and in particular three of the staff members. We're going to talk about Steinbrenner, Morgan, and Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are a few miscellaneous uh, characters. I'm not sure if you have any info, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge if we need to. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah. If you want to hit us up, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, and we also have a website. Yes, we do, Bidwabask.com, and an email address, uh, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And you can get at us, uh, sorry, you can listen to us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. And anywhere else you get your, your uh, podcasts. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. I mean, if you have, you know, Android podcast apps or whatever, yeah, we'll, we'll most likely be on those. Yeah, no, we're available on pretty much every service yeah. that uh, you can think of. So if you do want to listen to us or subscribe or uh, leave a review um, or just get in touch, that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. And uh, yeah, before we get into the Yankee staff, Stephen, every week, my man Stephen over here gives us Seinfeld news. And uh, you have a few nuggets this week. I do. Yeah. Some very juicy nuggets. Lovely. Let's chew on them. So to kick off this week's Seinfeld news, uh, there was a really, really cool uh, BuzzFeed article. I know you saw this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So It's actually one of my, uh, my cousin's wife gave it to me. Okay. So, yeah. So thank you very much, Mallory, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, she sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You mm-hmm. sent me the link um, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd read it that morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really cool. So uh, last week it was revealed that a college student... Um, his name's Evan uh, Gen- Genius, Gen- something. Anyway, <laughs> he's certainly a genius. <laughs> yeah, well, if you <laughs> take away like the genius. E at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's studying engineering, so he's probably you know some sort of genius. He's the next Einstein. Yeah, we'll just call him Evan Genius. Mm-hmm. Just you know, self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So he's a freshman at North Arizona University. Sorry, Northern University. Oh, fuck, Northern <laughs> Arizona <laughs> University. You got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finally. Yeah, that's after it. After our tenth take. That's it. So <laughs> of editing. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Being an engineering student, he likes to build little inventions. So mm. about a month ago, he came across a YouTube t- t- tutorial video, um, and that explains how to make a motion sensor that plays the Seinfeld theme every time someone walks past it. Yeah. So he spent about a month trying to build it, um, and he thought it would be really fun to troll his uh, his college dorm mates and uh, also his friends. And there's actually a video, I think he put it on Twitter. Um, it's just a video he put on, he filmed on his phone uh, of one of his friends coming to the door. So his, his friend comes to the door and knocks. That's right. He says, yeah. come in. And his friend walks in 
and uh, he walks past the motion sensor, which is sort of on the door frame. Yeah. And it plays like the bass, not not the theme music, but the transition. It's like dun, 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 yeah. Something, the, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the transition, like jingle between yeah, scenes and it. ad breaks and stuff. Yeah. And the look on his friend's face is just like, what the fuck is this? What have you done? I know. And he was interviewed briefly for it. And he did say that he plans to keep it forever because I quote, this shit is hilarious. This shit. It is hilarious. Yeah, it's so great. I'll put a link in our show notes to the video itself um, and the BuzzFeed article. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I would get a life, <laughs> a life's worth of uh, hilarity out of that. I wonder if he's going to like manufacture them and sell them. Yeah. I'd pay like 30 bucks for one, 40 yeah. bucks. Yeah. 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 Someone rings on my doorbell. It would be cool. Come in. Yeah. Maybe you get sick of it after a while, but yeah. yeah, at least for a little while it would be fun. Yeah, and he was actually quoted in the article as saying that the only thing he needed left was like a slippery floor so mm-hmm. people can slide in the door like Kramer. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. He said he needed one of those. Okay, he could probably put it. some oil or butter down or something like that. You know. <laughs> and someone just falls and breaks Yeah, it neck. would probably be a health and safety hazard, but, you know, why not? At least the floor would be delicious. That's it. Yeah, if you fell on the floor, you could just have a lick and you'll be fine. <laughs> Unless if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> That's true. Butter. That's true. That's why you should use oil. That's it. <laughs> Unless you're oil intolerant. Yeah, oil intolerant. 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 Anyway. Intolerant. Oh, my God. It begins. So the second... You know you know how we talked about Duck Pond the musical? You know uh, how we want to make it a thing? Mm. The first... The opening track will be... Intolerant. Intolerant. Yeah. Intolerance. Okay. Right. It's yeah. all coming together. We are the intolerant. Yeah. Okay. Da, da, da. Every week we'll um we'll we'll think of a new piece of the, the complex puzzle that is Duck Pond the musical. We are the ducks that swim in the pond. <laughs> and we are very intolerant. <laughs> yeah, that can be like the opening yeah. the opening scene. Yeah. And it can and be it, a musical about ducks. That's it. Who can't who are oil phobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it a wasn't it a, a musical about um, Keanu Reeves. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> listen to last week's episode. Listen to last week, the yeah. Beard. And listen to Dog Star's first two albums. The well, first and last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the last ones. And you'll kind of get what we're trying to say. Yeah. Talk. Anyway, just listen to last week's episode somewhere in there. Keanu Reeves to... alert. I yeah, forgot. That's wee, it. Wee, 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 wee. Anyway, the next bit of news. A Redditor somewhere found a... Um, and this is from 1998, May 1998. Um the Chicago Tribune TV Guide, which is a, a, a TV guide that went along with the Chicago Tribune, a newspaper. I think so. Yeah. So they humorously published an obituary in 1998 after the uh, finale yeah. of, of the series. Mm. Um, it basically, it was a full page sort of obituary. It had a, it had a, a picture of the core four um, of each of them. Um, and it had a quarter of, of the page for each, each character. And it's got like a little, um, like a headline that summarizes their lives pretty oh, well. How good, how well written oh, were they? so good. I, I think Jerry's is the best. He's basically described as a man child. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. No, it nailed their characters like in two or three paragraphs. It just yep. summed them up perfectly. Perfect, yeah. yeah. And we, we have them on our Facebook page. So if you haven't read them yet, go on there and uh, like our page if you haven't already. Yeah. And uh, check out those obituaries. Yeah. So yeah. the headlines for each character, Jerry Seinfeld said... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, 45, quote-unquote, would not grow up. <laughs> George Costanza, 45, added little to society. Oh. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I reckon he took from society. He, he did. He, just, he didn't just add nothing. He took away from society. You know how they say you reap what you sow? Exactly. He just reaped. Yeah, that's it. He, <laughs> he didn't did, sow he, shit. He didn't sow nothing. Yeah. yeah. Even during the opposite, you know, he kind of was a functional human being. Exactly. But even then, that was for his own selfish needs. <laughs> Uh, Elaine Bennis, 38, appeared normal. And 
Kramer 47 Ideas Man. 47? Yeah. Oh, he's a bit older. I was more surprised at Elaine being younger. Yeah. I always thought yeah. she was... I, I always figured that maybe she was a couple of years younger than uh, George and Jerry. Because I think Julia Louis, I think she's 58 in real okay. life. And I think Jerry's, what, 62, 63? I think he's 63. Yeah, sounds about right. Five yeah, years. That's true. Yeah. Well, there's seven years difference in their characters. Yeah, in their characters, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I always just put them at basically the same age, you know, yeah. by a couple of years difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. So the third bit of news, uh, The Vanguard, which is a restaurant in Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Hello, Milwaukee, if you're there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, if you're in Milwaukee. Go the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and if you're in Milwaukee over Halloween weekend, this will uh, interest you greatly. So, mm -hmm. there's a restaurant there called The Vanguard, and uh, they revealed that over Halloween weekend, every year they do like a theme over Halloween weekend. It's just like a normal restaurant, but they shut it down and sort of reopen it for two or three days just under some fun theme. This year, they've decided to do a Seinfeld tribute. Nice. Uh, it's going to be called A Restaurant About Nothing, which uh, is very fitting. Um, <laughs> they've said that they'll have a food and cocktail menu inspired by the series. Um, the owner actually thought about copying Monks, like the inside of it, but it would have been mm. too much because they're not fit out like a diner and they would have had to have gotten furniture and yeah, all of that course. stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so they're, they're basically just put the menu and they'll probably just put up a bit of paraphernalia. That's it. Um, and they'll also have t-shirts. And I'm hoping if they have like one of the meals is called the opposite. So you know how George usually has a chicken, coffee, and something else. Yeah. And then this time around he's like, I want Isn't tuna a salad. Tuna salad. Yeah, tuna something on rye mm -hmm. and a cup of tea. Yeah. I hope that's the and opposite it, meal. Yeah, that would be cool actually. Called the opposite. Yeah. The opposite meal. Yeah, yeah. and like cinnamon babka. Yeah, and that's it. you know, chocolate or cinnamon, not both. Yeah, that's like true. Like two weeks ago when I had a Seinfeldism, I found a babka and it was chocolate cinnamon together. Ugh. Garbage. Garbage. Yep. Trash. Mm -hmm. So the final bit of Seinfeld news, and this is a, a nice little... This feels like one of those feel-good stories at the end of a news segment. Where oh, they yeah. talk about, like, you know, horrible wars and, like, really complicated world politics. And they're like, to finish up this news segment, we'll new talk new about, new. like, some feel-good story about an animal. A baby panda was born yeah, in the local zoo. exactly. Yeah. This is basically our version of that. So, nice. Who's the um, panda? <laughs> well, it's a dog. So... Oh. Pierce County, which is uh, in Pennsylvania, I believe. Hello, Pennsylvania. Yes. Hello. We love you, Philadelphia. <laughs> um, Springfield. It might not be in Pennsylvania. It's somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's somewhere on the planet. Okay. I can assure you of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not American Pennsylvania. Mm. Is that where this place is? It's in America. Oh, right. Yep. I was just trying to say a joke that illustrated <laughs> the fact that I didn't know where it was. Oh, fair enough. Anyway. Pierce County, uh, the Sheriff's Department in Pierce County, they have a German, well, they had a German Shepherd, um, and it recently retired after nine years of service. Well done. Good for you. Guess what his name was? Jerry. Close. Seinfeld. Close. Newman. Nope. George. Nope. Elaine. Nope. Kramer. Bingo. Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> yep. So the, the dog's partner and, and handler, uh, her name is Winthrop, um, the she said that the dog was lanky and goofy, nice, and constantly barging in to eat your cereal. Aww, so that's why they named him Kramer. That's sweet. Yeah. So she also talked in the article. She also talked about how the dog's like a total badass and caught a bunch of bad bad people. Nice. Um. Yeah. So he retired. So he's going to be you know living living off like a Jerry dog basically. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> you know? if there was like a Bob and Cedric dog that <laughs> yeah. Kramer tried to get to, and, and, and Cedric's like Bob's like you're talking to me. Yeah, you're talking to you're me. You're talking to me. Woof 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 woof. woof, woof. woof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be like, you know, a kennel across from his kennel. Yeah. And he just goes over there every day and like sort of like slides in and eats all his dog food. Which dog is not wearing their ribbon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is not wearing their collar. Which dog? That would be cool. Yeah. And 
that's all the Science World News this week. <laughs> Wonderful. Excellent work, Stephen. And we're going to the bowl game this week. We're going to talk about the Yankees staff because it is a what's the deal with episode. Every fifth episode, we divert from our usual episode episodes and we talk about one or more characters in particular, ones who may have gone across many episodes or maybe whole seasons. Yeah, basically major secondary characters that deserve their own episode. That's the idea. That's it. And today we're talking about, in particular, Steinbrenner, Wilhelm and Mr. Morgan. Indeed. Why don't we take a break and then we'll have a chat. Sounds good. When, uh, when we come back. Yep, we will do that. Cool. You're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Look, Mr. Steinbrenner. Moonlining for Tyler Chicken. Pretty impressive, George. Days with the New York Yankees and nights in Arkansas with a top flight bird outfit. And a hand supervisor to boot. I am alone away. Hello, George. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character for our 30th ever episode of this podcast. I can't believe it, Stephen. It's been 30 episodes since we started. I know. Unbelievable. Indeed. Crazy. And this week, it's our fifth episode, and whenever it's a multiple of five, it's a What's the Deal with episode. So a special edition where we talk about one or more characters who spanned across many episodes, if not story arcs, in the show. And this uh, this week, we're focusing on the Yankees stuff. The Yankees stuff. And Stephen, I thought before we did get into the characters of Wilhelm Steinbrenner and Morgan, not necessarily in that order, I thought I'd give you a bit of a history about the New York Yankees. I think that makes perfect sense. Yes. So the team, the baseball team, originated in 1901 as the Baltimore Orioles, Elaine's favourite team. Yeah. Uh, Different from the modern day version, of course, they were moved to NYC and they were renamed the New York Highlanders, based in the Bronx. Uh, By 1913, the team's name had been changed to the New York Yankees and the name stayed. Uh, In the 1920s, the Yankees gained multiple players from the Boston Red Sox, including the legendary player Babe Ruth. Yeah. And they call it the curse of the Bambino, Stephen, because Babe Ruth was just such... He was like... He's like the GOAT. Mm. of baseball right mm, mm. and uh, in the following 86 years the Red Sox never won a single World Series <laughs> and um, the bad luck after trading such a player like Babe Ruth became known as the curse of the Bambino wow yeah and by 1923 they had their own stadium Yankee Stadium and in their first game Babe Ruth hit a home run huh Yes, which was fitting as his success was largely what paid for the new stadium. Okay. Yeah. I, I do have here that that first stadium uh, stuck around for 50 years. Yeah. It was demolished in 1973 and rebuilt uh, in 1976. That stadium lasted until 2008. And then I think that was knocked down, um, or at least they just moved mm-hmm. um, yeah. to the current stadium. There you go. So it's like the third stadium. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of... Uh, um, by 1931, the Yankees were back at the top of the league and they won 12 consecutive World Series 12 games. Consecutive. 12 consecutive. You can't do that these days. No. Ridiculous. That's amazing. And then, you know, it's really funny. Babe Ruth retired mm-hmm. and then another legend came on. His name was Joe DiMaggio. Wow. The guy who dunks his donuts at Dinkins. He does. At Dink- Dinkies? Yeah. Dinkins? Dinkies? Dinkins Donuts? I don't know. Whatever it's called. Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin', yeah, whatever the one in, in Seinfeld, that episode's yeah. called. Yeah, that was uh, Joe DiMaggio. Huh. And they won four consecutive World Series from 1936 to 1939. Hmm. And uh, they lost a lot of players during World War II because a lot of the uh, Yankees players fought against the Japanese after Pearl Harbor in 1941. Uh, and they were after that, they were at least successful. Uh, they weren't as successful. Okay. And, uh, yeah, between basically the 60s and... The 90s, they weren't really that successful. Bit of a dark time for the Bit Yankees. Of a dark time for the Yankees, yeah. Okay, I'm just looking at a list of, I guess, Yankees legends, and the last one on the list is Whitey Ford. I Whitey didn't realize Ford. it. It's a Simpsons reference that I love. Oh, you know when Marge, nice. Marge bakes and sells pretzels? Uh-huh. And um, 
she's trying to market her pretzels and she's giving them away at the ball game. Yeah, yeah. And Whitey and the commentator's like, Whitey Ford comes out to the comes out to the <laughs> to the uh, to the stadium to nice. plead for some kind of sanity. <laughs> and they're like, here come the pretzels, <laughs> and they lob pretzels at Whitey Ford, nice. and then it cuts back to him and he's knocked out. They're like this. Uh, this is a this is a sad day for baseball. <laughs> or Whitey Ford, what Whitey a legend! Ford, yeah, what a legend! Yeah, he, yeah. He took those pretzels like a champ. Yeah, and did you know, Stephen, the New York Yankees are the most high or the highest valued sports franchise in the US? Yeah, they're valued at over two billion dollars, and their fans continue to be some of the most passionate and dedicated anywhere in the world. Huh. There you go. Yeah, I think um, their merchandising has kind of gotten beyond sports. Like, you see people wearing just New York Yankees hats. Yeah, especially the, the old in famous NY caps. Yeah, 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 I don't think... I mean, they probably know who the New York Yankees are, but I think a lot of people would wear it not really knowing much about baseball. It's not like 15-year-old girls who wear Ramon shirts. Yeah. And they're like, who's that? Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Or Nirvana think, shirts. Yeah, like, they're oh, kind God. of aware pink, that pink they're Nirvana a thing, shirts. but yeah. they're not, you know, they don't really know much about... They don't get the meaning of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good marketing. So that's a brief history of the New York Yankees. Okay. I'm sure most of our American listeners know about them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, if, stuff, if uh, you have any interesting facts about baseball or the Yankees or anything in general, just, uh, uh, yeah, get in touch with us. Yeah, if you're a Yankees fan, let us know. Yeah. All right, shall we get started with Morgan? Well, maybe we'll start with the smallest and work our way up. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, Morgan. He was played by uh, an actor named Tom Wright, uh, known for Marked for Death and Barbershop. And he also appeared in seven episodes of the TV series Ray Donovan. Okay. Yeah. The only the highlights that I noticed from his uh, filmography and TVography were Weekend of Bernie's 2. Oh, fabulous. That, that jumped out at me. And NYPD Blue. Nice. Yep. There's a strong link between NYPD Blue and Seinfeld. A lot of actors like have NBC? crossed over. Are they, is it another NBC show? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Actually, just on last week, because uh, we sort of posed the question, was Melrose Place an NBC series? Mm. Um, I think this is the only time I've actually done the follow-up. I said I would. Ah, nice. It wasn't. It was produced by Fox. Fox That's and right. And it was distributed by CBS. There you go. Yeah. So, and uh, it was owned by Aaron Spelling's company. So do you reckon NBC paid for the rights to use Melrose Place's theme, you know, okay. during that episode? Oh, yeah. I'm wondering. It like, could have been know. a cross-promotional thing. Like maybe there's a Seinfeld reference or mention in uh, Melrose Place or something. Or, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure they shared a lot of intellectual property for... Mm. Yeah, for their own gains. I don't know. Yeah, because I thought Melrose Place, because two weeks ago in uh, The Wife, we spoke about the uh, NBC Cinematic Universe. Mm. And I thought maybe Melrose Place, you know, there's Mad About You and Friends and Seinfeld, they're yeah. all NBC. Yeah. I thought, wow, maybe uh, Melrose Place is in there. That's probably why there's the reference. But no. 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 no I reckon at that point, Seinfeld was on such a high, like they could have bought anything and used any sort of, you know, any TV show, any intellectual property yeah. at all. Yeah. And they would have been like, yep, that's fine. And they would have used their leftover friends' money for yeah, you know, exactly. catering or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, cigars. Or, cigars. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Fine wine. A fine wine, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Morgan, so he was uh, George's co-worker and his first name was never revealed in the show. Uh, and but because of this, he'd sometimes be referred to as Mr. Morgan. Uh, in the pledge drive, he's convinced by George to send a Yankees player to a PBS telethon <laughs> after seeing him eat a Snickers bar with a fork and knife. The yep. old famous Snickers bar trick. Yeah. Uh, he's credited. He's cr- uh, credited rather as executive in this episode. Okay. Yeah. So he's not named Morgan. Yeah. Mm. He's not in a lot of episodes. No, I think he's only in three or four. Yeah. Um. He hints at George. 
he hints that George has a racial bias in the Diplomats Club mm. after he's described as looking like former boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. I suppose we all look the same. Do, uh, same to, to you, don't, don't we, Costanza? And he's like, no, no, that's not, that's what, not I what I meant. Uh, and I love how I love how he spends the whole ep- George spends the whole episode trying to convince him that he's yeah. not racist, and by he gets Carl bef- the Exterminator to come yeah, to dinner with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they called him the Exterminator Isn't in it, high school. Like that was a nickname football? in high, college. Yeah, football, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out, like he, yeah, he's an actual exterminator. Yeah, and Carl's like, I've been here many times. Plenty of rats in the cupboard. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, you really are an exterminator <laughs> and I, I love in the end credits how Morgan leaves and George chases after him yeah. and then the waiter comes up to him and goes oh food's on the house Sugar Ray Leonard can eat here anytime see Mr. Morgan yeah, see yeah, Mr. Yeah, Morgan yeah. Mr. Morgan <laughs> <laughs> see I told you I love how he just goes on to like just any opportunity to befriend like a random African American oh, person no. like that guy at the newsstand he's just re- he buys the paper and he's reading and he's like nice day isn't it and the guy's just like what <laughs> he's like it's a nice day outside isn't it he's like yeah I guess so and he just walks off yeah he's like, wait, like George wait. says something and he just looks at him and just walks off and how awesome is it remember that episode how he watches breakfast at Tiffany's with yeah. the family and he goes back to the back to them and he goes he sees the girl and the girl's like he's like Remy great seeing you daddy that man's here again I want you inside instantly <laughs> what's the movie that he has to like you know, it was a breakfast at Tiffany's, and then he's got another movie. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I forgot. Casablanca, like another classic film. It'd be something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, in the Mum and Pop store, which is the one we're doing next week, that episode. Yep. Uh, Morgan proposes no more meetings by George after he declares a day dedicated to John Voight. Okay. And finally, in the Wink, a very good episode. Mm. George's involuntary winking from grapefruit causes a dispute between Morgan, his wife, and Yankee staff, leading to Morgan being fired and George taking his role. Yeah, it kind of more responsibility, not as much pay. Yeah, longer hours. You know, <laughs> not much more money though. Yeah. More recognition. You get the recognition you deserve. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and doesn't he sort of um, cause some rifts in the marriage between yeah. Morgan and his wife? He's like, oh, I'm off to get my massage, Mister. No, George yeah. and he's like oh yeah your massage wink yep. and his wife's like hmm, what? Mm. Hmm. yeah yeah and he sort of uh, uh, good work Costanza I'm sleeping on the couch tonight <laughs> yeah and it, it's, uh, it's his undoing mm-hmm. yeah imagine like accidentally being fired by George like that would be a very fucking low point yeah like Morgan what happened yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean like yeah. I don't know yeah so anyway with Morgan that's, that's pretty much the synopsis I had on him I think with Morgan, he's. I think he's actually one of those poor souls who's a dedicated, hard worker. He's probably worked for the Yankees for like a few years, or maybe he's worked in other baseball mm. teams or in sports management or something. I think he's just really one of those honest guys. Maybe good, wholesome family. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably got a couple of kids. Yep. And he's just the victim of George's undoing. Yeah. You know, the victim of George's shittery. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah. in a lot of episodes, uh, well, in the episodes he appears in, he always, in some way, seems to be like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like he. Yeah, he's always on the 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 shitty end of the stick. George was put on this earth to ruin Morgan's life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, not intentionally. It's no, not, not intentionally. But no, it's just that's just how it eventuates. That's how it eventuates, yeah. And then uh, Morgan loses his job. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I thought the first thing I thought really about Morgan is that he's very. He seems to be the only like one who functions in reality. At the Yankees, like Wilhelm, does from time to time, but he sort of. But he didn't take his medicine in uh, yeah, the bottle deposit. Yeah, and I mean, he, he did that sort of project, like, and and George got sent to the institution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't you know, me he, that did it. Yeah, and he sort of gets abducted by a cult, so he's like a bit, you know. I don't know, susceptible to crazy, crazy times. Yes, but Morgan seems to be really level-headed. He is, isn't he? Yeah. And really competent. Mm. Yeah, and, just and he just doesn't want to put up with George's shit. No, he doesn't. He's like I a stanza. You've screwed me again. Yeah, I don't think he suffers fools at all. No, you know, let alone George. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel sorry for Morgan. I feel sorry for him too. You know, he all seems right. like a good, just a good. 
you know, like a, like an asset. Good family, company. I'd imagine. Maybe a couple of kids. Yeah, just know? like just a just a run of the mill, super normal dude. Yeah, who's just always copying the bad end of the stick. Yeah, from um from a piece of shit like George. Yeah, but to be fair, I like how George tries to give Morgan lots of credit. With yeah, Steinbrenner saying, "Oh, Morgan's a good man. He's a hard worker." Yeah, you know, even though George is a nut, yeah, he can that, still he's, he still feels bad for getting Morgan fired. And yeah, he does everything to try and say he's actually a good guy. And Steinbrenner's yeah. like, "It's too late. He got his job." Yeah, but I think then again, I think George didn't want his job. I, yeah. I think he was worried that he'd get it. Yeah, he'd get the promotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the irony of that whole <laughs> yeah. that whole sort of sequence is mm. that the 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 more George tries to praise him and like give him the credit he 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 gets the worse it works out for him cops it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no i really like morgan yeah me too yeah he just cops it really bad yeah he does he doesn't smile though no, I know. I mean, I, I wouldn't smile if uh, you know if I had to work with Costanza. Mm. Yeah, stone faced guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. That's and that's why I think he's just very competent and very just straight to the point. Loves his job. Yeah, um, and just doesn't suffer fools. Mm. What do you think his position was at the Yankees? I couldn't figure it well, out. No, I think he said wasn't it the assistant to? I think Steinbrenner says it when uh, George. Oh no, Morgan, you got his new job. Uh, no, he just says he's got his role. Oh, his role. Yeah, he, I don't know. He doesn't actually say what his job I is. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I no, I think I've got it in the notes. Okay. Oh, no. He, no, sorry. He just says co-worker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he's an executive. I think he's like middle management. Like he's leading that meeting where um he sees George eating the Snickers with a yeah, knife and fork. that's right. But I don't think he's like Steinbrenner or Wilhelm. I think they're upper management. Yeah. 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 But he would if, if George didn't get a job at the Yankees... Um, you know, I reckon Wilhelm would, uh, Wilhelm, Morgan, Morgan would have been there for 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 a long time, and he would yeah. have worked his way to the very top. I think he would have. Yeah, he you could know. have even when Steinbrenner retires, he'd yeah. probably be next. Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, maybe he would have ended up like Steinbrenner because he just would have been driven crazy by the. Carl's on. Yeah, on. <laughs> we'll get to him. Settle down, Ivan. I know you're. I know you're chomping at the, the bit bo- to talk the, about Steinbrenner. Oh, the bomb. The bomb's ticking. <laughs> Fire in the hole. Yeah, I'm chomping me other bit to talk about Steinbrenner. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything else on Morgan? <laughs> no, that was about it for me. So why don't we take one step closer to Steinbrenner and <laughs> yes. talk about Matt Wilhelm. Matt Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, Matt Wilhelm, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He was a guy, yep. Played yep cool, by... Yankees. Let's talk about Steinbrenner. <laughs> or played by George Steinbrenner. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was played by Richard Hurd, a character actor known for appearing in planes, trains, and automobiles, and the China Syndrome. You know what else? What? And my fucking PD fucking blue. Far out. Yep. Crazy. And MASH. And do you know he was a third ever vice president of the Film Actors Guild. No, I did not. Yes. Okay. I think it's called the Screen Actors Guild. Okay. I think it's called Film Actors Guild and Team America. Okay. F-A-G. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it might be the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. S-A-G. SAG. SAG. Yeah, okay. not, not that yeah. word. Not yep. cigarette. Not a word that we should put in the bin and never actually use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Never. Yep. <laughs> like, um, like Morgan um, or Tom Wright, the actor who played Morgan, the film that jumped out at me about Richard Hur, the guy who played um, Matt Wilhelm, is uh, Sergeant Bilko. Oh, Bilko. <laughs> that was a childhood favourite. Steve yeah, Martin. it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was I loved good. it. I mean, it was. Yeah, watch it now; it doesn't really age well. But no, but yeah. when I was a kid, I loved it. Yeah, some it reason. I watch it all the time. It was also in Golden Girls, which I love that show. Oh yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, Betty White. Thank you for being, being a, a friend. friend. So good old Betty. Will like, ninety one now? Ninety? Yeah, still going. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, so. I didn't realize until we did the research for this episode in our notes that Wilhelm, his, his first name's Matt, 
and we were discussing yeah. before we recorded does his name is his name ever like is his first name ever mentioned in the series but I, but I did mention to you that remember how he gets he gets kidnapped not kidnapped but brainwashed by that carpet cleaning mm. cult mm. I think he's got a name badge on if you pause it okay. I think it has Matt written on it Given I love that's the my pause, guess. I should have picked it up. Probably, yeah. I think that's that's the only thing that I I probably you know I'm not I'm not saying I'm 100 yeah. percent certain that that's the reason, but I have a feeling that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. Probably. If you look at his name tag oh, in that episode, we'll check that next week. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or if you like to check for us and send us a screenshot yeah. or let us know, yeah, if you want to do our jobs, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, our unpaid job doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, so Wilhelm first appears in the Jimmy, which we actually covered in season one. I can't remember which episode. Uh, episode it was six or seven. No, no, no. Oh, episode six. No, no. The Jimmy was. Let me get that for you. But I do remember Stephen that you did want to talk about Wilhelm, but I said let's save it for a what's the deal with episode. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got, you, I think you had notes and you were going to get into it, but I okay. thought no, no, no. Wilhelm's in so many episodes. You got to, uh, you know. That's true. He's got to have his own special. It was actually episode thirteen of season one. Okay. When we spoke about the Jimmy. Right. You've got a much better memory than I do. Yeah, I'm just reading our yep. list. <laughs> so, at the Yankees, I think he was George's line manager. It's never, it's never like formally stated, but no. I think he's his direct. Yeah, he, he was. He, is he, the no, he was uh, George's supervisor okay. while uh, George was the assistant to the traveling secretary. Okay, but yep. wouldn't that make him the traveling secretary? Wouldn't wouldn't if George is the assistant to the traveling secretary? Wouldn't the traveling secretary it would be, be his no Wilhelm? Supervisor? No. Oh, maybe, but I, I was under the impression that George would probably worked. Maybe the traveling secretary had all these workers under him. Okay, so it was probably like in the in the chain of command was like the traveling secretary hmm. Wilhelm George. Uh, or maybe like George yeah. and maybe another assistant, right. you know, maybe like two or three. Okay, maybe the traveling secretary was always traveling, and Wilhelm was, you know, just running the show while he was while out, he was out. out maybe, maybe he was like the yeah, but he he just says that he's George's supervisor. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. So in the bottle deposit, Wilhelm gives George a project, but George doesn't hear order what it is. Uh, Wilhelm ends up completing the project while not taking his medication, <laughs> and George gets the credit. Yeah. Uh, he claims, yeah, so basically what happens then is Steinbrenner sends him to a mental institution and yep. says, you're sick. Yeah. You need help. Yeah. And then he's getting dragged away by guys in white coats. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, no, it is good. <laughs> it's not my project. I didn't. I don't know how it was done. I really want to know what the project was, yeah. like what, you know, how it could have ended up that way. Yeah, he's just read it, and Steinbrenner just read it, and he's like... Yeah, sick. He yeah. needs help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, it turns out that Wilhelm uh, didn't take his meds. Funny reference as well when St- in the Millennium, which we reviewed mm. a while ago, um, Will Steinbrenner's about to fire George, and then Wilhelm comes in and says yeah. it was my responsibility. And then he says to Wilhelm, "Have you been taking the crazy pills again?" Oh. So it's a reference to. So he yep. obviously knows Steinbrenner. Obviously knows Wilhelm takes meds. Yep. Or did take took them? Yeah. Okay. So he's probably like, "You taking pills again? Mm. Are you crazy? Mm. You know." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So he he takes the blame for all the all the all the crazy shit that George did. Yeah. So that he could become the the head scout <laughs> of the New York, York Mets. Mets. Yeah. That's that's the one George tries to tries yeah. to get. Yeah. Um. And also he claims George to be his protege. And at one stage he was abducted, as we mentioned before, by a carpet cleaning cult being named Tanya. Yeah. He changed. He had his name changed to Tanya. Oh, maybe it was Tanya on his badge. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that would make sense. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and, so the, yeah. the the cult's name is the S Men. I yeah, I think yes, yeah, that's the right. S men, not the yes. Men. No, the yes men. Yeah, yeah like that's the letter it. S. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And uh, Wilhelm appears for the final time in the finale part two. He sits in the back of the courtroom, and there's a scene where him and Steinbrenner have dinner or yeah, lunch with in George. a Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's on like a, a break. Yeah, the court. Case. It's like a montage. Of yeah, the, I think all the characters are in the town and they're doing stuff. Yeah, it's like a whole montage. Yeah, and yeah. Steinbrenner's like yelling at at a waiter. I think. Yeah, something like um, that. Yeah, and, and Wilhelm's trying to like keep him under control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, with Wilhelm, 
for me, I think with Wilhelm, I don't think he wants to be at the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Something tells me he's just there, you know, maybe just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe he's been in that job for like 20 years yeah, and he doesn't really have the drive to kind of go up or maybe he's close to retirement. Maybe yep. he's like a few years off and he's like, oh, I can hang on three more years or whatever and then I can retire, get a pen, you know, get something. Yeah. But then he ends up going to the Mets probably again. Yeah, I think money, that was so. like a saving grace for him. It was, yeah. You know, where he was so like, he got oh, a happy ending. Yeah, basically. he did. Yeah. You know, and I reckon he's always sort of you know he's a he's a total suck up to steinbrenner mm. but i reckon he secretly hates him i reckon he hates him and he talks about him behind his back totally definitely yeah calls I him mean, like a fraud or a yeah useless man useless president or whatever he was yeah you know, ceo yeah. Or whatever general manager general manager i think yeah maybe, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. yeah totally yep. like you know how in the opposite george just sort of like goes off on steinbrenner and steinbrenner yeah. just pauses he's like you hire are, this man yeah hire this man um i reckon wilhelm's like that behind his back like all the time oh all the time you know, that's just bitches totally probably bitches to George yep. and George probably just yeah goes along with it goes along with it yeah, yeah. he's too sycophantic and weak to, <laughs> to sort of stand up for him yeah, yeah. unless if it's the opposite that's true <laughs> then he would but. yeah but that that only lasted one episode yeah pretty much yeah and then he's back to his normal <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it do you do you like Wilhelm his character I, I do I like him yeah I yeah. think he's good I, I wish I saw him in more episodes I think yeah. he's been in a few like quite a few but yeah I mean he, he appears more than um than Morgan yep. but um I always found him to be really functional as a character like he's not like he's not the reason he just serves the purpose of a punchline yeah yeah you know like a lot of jokes just bounce off him mm-hmm. he's not the comedy itself. he's not the comedy yeah he doesn't yeah. he doesn't make the jokes he's just he kind like of a just... cog in a joke yeah machine, gotcha. if that makes sense yeah I get you yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. He, he just Fits a hole, I guess. Yeah, um, he, did, he 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 serves the plot, yeah, especially exactly. George's storyline. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I like him. I mean, he's sort of, I don't know, he's kind of like boring in a way. Or yeah, something. he's very very straight edge. He's clearly very manipulating. Mm. You know, you could easily manipulate him, brainwash him, and he's obviously he's he's probably had mental issues in the past. So he's yeah. been on medicines, medication. Yeah. So, yeah. and he wrote that, in, like I mentioned in the bottle deposit, he wrote that project up and. Mm. Forgot Steinbrenner about it. read it. Yeah, he forgot about it, and, St- and Steinbrenner just looked at it and yeah. thought, "Oh my god!" I mean, it's almost signs of like Alzheimer's or something. Probably know, where he just has like memory lapses, or maybe schizophrenia, bipolar. Schizophrenia, yeah, I think he might have might have bipolar or something. Okay, maybe yeah. He's you know he keeps a straight edge, and then when he's you know no one's around or whatever, he's like, you know, okay, Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I liked Wilhelm, and not as much as Morgan. I felt sorry for Morgan. I didn't yeah. feel sorry for Wilhelm. Yeah, but I loved how he I loved how he won up to George in the Millennium. And yep. he was like, oh, I got the job at the yeah. New York Mets. But he, he didn't just, just won up George. Ending. He won up. He won up. He won up the whole organization. Organization, yeah. You know, yeah. and because I think the Mets are a major league team, and the Yankees are like a minor league team or yeah. something. So like the Mets would be like a more. No, I thought of, they were both major league teams. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're American or if you know anything about baseball, I think we've asked this before. Are the Mets yeah. minor or major? You know, we've asked for a question. We can't be bothered looking. Don't know. One theory yeah, I had about we've, yeah. we've got a laptop in front of each of us, and we could literally type in <laughs> like Wikipedia or yeah. you know the internet, but no. You know what I think? I have a theory, another theory about Wilhelm. Mm. I think he wanted the traveling secretary position, but I think Steinbrenner might favor the other guy. Maybe Wilhelm kept trying to go for the role or maybe say, oh, you should consider me. Or maybe, you know, if the traveling secretary's gone on leave or whatever, he's like, can I have a go? Maybe Mm. show myself. And maybe Steinbrenner's knocked him back that many times. He thinks, Wilhelm, you're good enough for a supervisor. You know, he's trying to withhold his career progression. And maybe Mm. Wilhelm's... Like fuck it, I've had enough. Yep. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna he's kind of like Kruger 
you know, yep. like George's other boss, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, eh, whatever. Whatever. You know? Yeah. He <laughs> jump ships to the Met. Yeah, exactly. To the Mets. To the Mets, yeah. Yeah. And then he finally, he thinks, oh, I've, there's finally an opportunity. You know, sometimes you're in a job and then you're not going anywhere and then you go to like a rival or you go to another industry or something and you're mm. like, shit, I'm actually growing, you know, I'm doing yeah. new stuff. I think he hit a, de- he hit, especially at the Yankees, he hit a, a point in his career where mm-hmm. he just couldn't progress. Steinbrenner just either, he was out of favor from Steinbrenner or maybe Steinbrenner favored the other fella, the other tra- the traveling secretary, and it know. might be as well because you mentioned uh, when you talked about the Yankees that this was sort of the the end of their you know thirty years of bad form. Yeah, maybe he was just sick of being at a losing ball club. Maybe as well. too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the Mets were like you know doing a lot better. Up and, and coming. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Possibly he just had enough of yeah. Thir- like, 20, 30 years of nothing. thirty yeah. years of no sort of championships or no pennants no world series yeah yeah i'm guessing that would be pretty demoralizing sure wouldn't and like i said i think wilhelm's been there for years probably 20 30 years yeah definitely i mean how old do you think he's what 60 probably 60 odd yeah Yeah. like close to retirement age yeah in the the show yeah yeah i reckon reckon he would have started like maybe even a lifer maybe you know like in his 20s 20s or something maybe yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah did you have anything else about wilhelm that's that's it for wilhelm i reckon we should have a quick break and uh we should talk about my man george steinbrenner what do you think Sounds great. So we'll talk about the fictional character, and I've got a bit of information about the real George Steinbrenner, the late Steinbrenner. Who's the worst person? Find <laughs> out after the break. <laughs> yes, this is Bimba Basque. Uh, by the way, you got that birthday card? Birthday card? Mr. Steinbrenner's birthday card. Wilhelm said you'd have it for me to sign. Oh, uh, yeah. Whoa, I uh, have that for you right after lunch. Fine, I'll be back after my massage. Of course, your massage. Enjoy your massage. And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of our much-loved television show, Seinfeld, and you're with Stephen. And you're with Ivan. And today we're talking about the Yankees staff. It's our fifth, sixth ever What's to Deal With episode. Sixth. I know, and I know. our 30th overall. Indeed. Crazy. 12th for season two of uh, the podcast. <laughs> I keep losing count of these things. Yeah. We've done so many episodes. We have, we have, and we've still got a lot more to go. We sure do. Hundreds. Hundreds. Indeed. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Yankee stuff, uh, specifically, we've already talked about Morgan and uh, Wilhelm, and uh, Ivan's been chomping at the bit for the last hour. Oh, I'm keen. And I'm we're going to talk about... Steinbrenner. Stein. George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. And before I do, I'm going to talk about the actors who portrayed him on screen and Larry David, who did the voice. Okay. So um, Steinbrenner was portrayed on screen by Mitch Mitchell and Lee Bear. The what voice... an unfortunate name, Mitch Mitchell. Yeah. And Lee Bear is a cool name. Lee Bear is, a, rough. is really cool. Yeah. But yeah. Mitch Mitchell. What's your name? Mitchell Mitchell. Mitchell Mitchell, Mitchell. yeah. And the voiceover was provided by none other than Larry David. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Mitchell is an actor and his only known role is as Steinbrenner. And okay. uh, he was only in two episodes, The Millennium and The Nap, and uh, he was uncredited for those appearances. Uh, Lee Bear was also uncredited. Uh, he was in Steinbrenner's other ten episodes okay. that he was in. Uh, Lee Bear, he's known for clear and present danger, and he'd... Yeah, like I said, he appeared uncredited hmm. uh, in those episodes. Crazy, wow. huh? They, were, they never got credits. I wonder who whose shadow it was, you know, in the first ever Steinbrenner appearance where George tells him off in the opposite. On the opposite? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. It, I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Mitchell Lee, no. It was probably to some stagehand. They're like, oh, shit, we need a shadow. Yeah, Come well, over yeah, here, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, we need some big guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, and Larry David, we all know who he is. I won't mm. go into too much detail about him. Maybe when we do a Curb podcast, I'll... Uh, talk yeah. about him but if we ever get to that stage yeah uh, Larry David he's the co-creator of Seinfeld and uh, he was a writer and producer for the majority of the show's run uh, he also created writes for and stars in the HBO comedy Curb Your Enthusiasm which recently came back for a ninth season uh, he also wrote and directed 1998 comedy film Sour Grapes and he also wrote 
in the 80s, 18 episodes for Saturday Night Live. Wow. Mm. Okay. There you go. Mm. Yeah. So a uh, very illustrious career, Larry David. Yeah. Yes. And uh, anyway, so Steinbrenner, before we do mention the fictional Steinbrenner, I've got some info about the real Steinbrenner. Yeah. Uh, so he Sounds was, like a good dude. Uh, he was based on the real George. His name is George Michael Steinbrenner III. Okay. Wake me up before you go, go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo. Yo, yo. yo. I just thought it was solo. No, not quite. Okay. Uh, he was the principal owner and managing partner of the New York Yankees. There you go. That's what he was, Stephen. Principal owner and managing partner. Okay. For 37 years until his death from a heart attack in 2010. Uh, during his time at the Yankees, they owned seven World Series titles and 11 pennants. Huh. Hmm. Pretty good record. Yes. His outspokenness, pressure on, and regular changes to off-field employees, and his role in driving up player salaries made him one of baseball's most controversial figures. And a few things that, under his watch, Stephen, uh, coaches, male executives, and Yankees players were forbidden to display any facial hair other than mustaches, except for religious reasons. Okay. And scalp hair could not be grown below the collar. Well. Yeah. How weird. Very weird. What a weird rule. It reminds me of, uh, you know, the Simpsons softball episode where Burns tells... Mm, um, maybe that's the reference. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Where Burns tells... Uh, I can't remember what the player's name is to shave his sideburns. Shave his sideburns, yeah. yeah. he's like, I told you... Mattingly, I told you to shave those sideburns. Yeah. No, trim those sideburns. Trim those and, sideburns. But he's like shaved all of it off. He's like, you're fired. You're off the team. Yeah. It's like, oh, he just walks off. Maybe he was a parody of Steinbrenner. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, Burns is kind of wacky like Steinbrenner. Like Steinbrenner, so, yeah. Yeah. A bit eccentric, so yeah. yeah. And also, he was suspended for two years from the league for making illegal contributions to Nixon's re-election campaign. Holy shit! He was fined fifteen thousand dollars, and his company was fined a further twenty thousand dollars. Huh? Yeah. So, wow. And he's done a lot of other things, which I can't mention. Yeah, you know, it's just too much. Right. He's a lot of controversies. He's fired a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Billy Martin. Yep. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Guy. Did he fire him four times? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but how, how the real Steinbrenner, he was actually um, involved in the real Seinfeld at one stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. He, uh, he, he refused to make a cameo appearance originally. Uh, well, he refused to make a cameo appearance. Yeah. And then he filmed a scene for The Invitations, which is the episode where Susan Ross dies. A season seven finale. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's George's fiance. And our first ever What's the Deal with episode. That's what, right. Episode five of season one. So yes. go back and have a listen. Please. Yeah. So he filmed a scene. Um, you can actually watch it on YouTube and he's pretty bad. Yeah. Really he's bad not an actor, actor, is he? No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's interacting in the scene. He's interacting with Elaine. Yeah. Um, and the second half of the scene is actually Elaine doing a uh, a Steinbrenner, like a Seinfeld Steinbrenner. Yeah. Um, sort of parody or impression. And nice. It's actually really, really good. good yeah. yeah. It's it's worth watching it just for that. Beautiful. Um, but after he found out that in uh, the invitations that Susan Ross was being killed off, he he didn't want to take part in it anymore. So he asked for it to be edited out. Yeah, because he admitted at one stage before his death that he was a massive Seinfeld fan. Yep. And that Costanza was welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was. I think it was a cut scene included, or like an extra scene included on like the the DVDs or something when yeah. it came out. Yeah. But you can um, be on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 No big deal. He's, he's a bit different to what I. I would have expected I guess I would have expected him to be a bit more wacky like yeah. Seinfeld Steinbrenner mm, no yeah. but he was a very ruthless guy yeah Steinbrenner yeah okay yeah very ruthless fine mm. a lot of people mm-hmm. like like the fictional version yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like George describes, he fires people like it's a bodily function. Yeah. He says in the hell zone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the fictional Steinbrenner, he'd sometimes call himself the Big Stein. Uh, he was known for he was known for eccentric decisions such as cotton jerseys, threatening to move the team to New Jersey just to upset people, wearing Lou Gehrig's uniform pants, and worrying about that nerve disease uh, trading players to Frank Costanza's I love dismay that. I love that rant I love why that did you trade blah 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 well he was a good prospect but you know no doubt there he was a good prospect but you know blah 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 I like he was a, he's got he's got a rocket for an arm <laughs> he's hit 12 RBIs I yeah. don't know if that's real baseball terminology but he's like blah 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 I love he's like telling the parents that their son is missing. No, dead. Dead, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, is and Mrs. Frank, Costanza? And yes, Frank I have just, some bad news about your son. Yeah, Frank <gasps> Frank just does not care. No. Nah. He's just like seething. But you see him, He's he looks very distraught. And yeah. Oh, he's crying for George. Yeah. Like Estelle <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. not George. And then he just and, rants about whatever like, the player's name. Why would you do this? Yeah. Yeah. He had a rocket for an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. And, and like we mentioned before... Uh, he the was Yankees, a human dynamo. A human dynamo. Is this George? Our George you're talking about? Yeah, this is our George. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we Even mentioned before... Even after death, they're yeah. so fucking, like, just terrible parents. And we mentioned before that for the last 20, 30 years, you know, before Seinfeld had the Yankees in the show, that the Yankees had no success, basically. Mm. So Frank was probably one of those hard luck Yankees fans who mm. hadn't f- felt success for 20, 30 years and that's why he was upset about all those trades. Yeah. It's like, why'd you do this? Yeah, they had the potential to like... Yeah, to win a World Series. Yeah, to reclaim their former greatness. Yeah, but, um, crazy. Yeah, he, he, he traded traded his prospects away. Yeah, and he also cancelled a meeting because he wanted George to get him a calzone. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Costanza's in the building. Costanza's in the building. Costanza! <laughs> yep. I love the one where he thinks there's a bomb in George's <laughs> desk. Yeah. And he's like, it's ticking. Oh, whoa, 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 and he runs off. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Fire in the hall. <laughs> isn't that just George's alarm clock? Yeah. Because he's sleeping under the he's desk. He's sleeping under the desk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I noticed... Um, he there's a compilation video of YouTube of every Steinbrenner scene and we put part one it's a two-parter we put part one on our Facebook page we'll put part two up as well we will yeah yeah um, I as I like doing I like paying attention to like the minor details in scenes and in uh, in sets and in every scene he like it's his his office is decked out in like leather furniture like rich sort of like old dark leather yeah but every scene it slightly changes so there might be like a different chair or a different arrangement oh wow so he obviously yeah. loves leather he does yeah. yeah his desk's even coated in leather yeah I... yeah and he's got like two or three chairs and mm-hmm. all sorts of leathery things yeah well he's clearly a very executive man yeah totally yeah. worth a lot of cash yeah been in the game for a yeah. long time yeah mm-hmm. yeah I also uh uh, put down as well that he was in the army. I can't remember which. It might be. Oh, you mean in Seinfeld? Yeah, like Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about Seinfeld Steinbrenner, not the real Steinbrenner. How interesting that they actually used a real life person as one of the characters. I know that doesn't happen too often. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe it was like a a way to kind of take the piss out of Steinbrenner because he was just fucking the team up maybe. for for so many years. You know, it was sort of like their way of having a dig at him for you know doing something that they took personally yeah. you know as massive Yankees fans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know who knows yeah yeah yeah. but yeah he, he obviously likes cigars as well oh he sure does yep Cubans he hates ham and cheese uh, no he has to have the special mustard that's right special mustard that's right it's a mustard it's not mustard you know these special mustard as, as as wacky as he is as sort of as impulsive as he is there are some like 
good, I guess, manager qualities. He doesn't substantiate rumours. No. He, 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 he goes straight to the point. He does. If there's something going on, he calls them in and says, yep. George, yep. word around the office is that you're a communist. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. And he... Uh, I mean, you can't deny that he's a man of action as well. He he's, sure is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's he puts impulsive. his money where his mouth is. It's impulsive action, but mm. he 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 makes snap decisions and he follows through. And he clearly has an appreciation for t- Italian food. He does. Calzones. Mm, that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty plan. good. Heck Everyone, plan. get out of the room. I yeah. gotta have a calzone. <laughs> Meeting yeah. cancel. I love how like. You know, he eats it as like pretty good Costanza, and then like he gets on with the meeting, and then he's just too distracted by yeah. how good the calzone is. Like, yeah, meeting over, meeting <laughs> over, need to eat calzone. <laughs> Costanza's in the building. Costanza. God, it's so good. Yeah. Yep. What else do you have about Steinbrenner? Oh well, this I, is your moment to my shine. My moment to shine. Oh well, Steinbrenner. I mean, I think I just think he's fantastic. I yeah. think he's just for me like. Since watching the compilation and since watching some episodes with the Yankees staff in it, mm. I've really learned to really love Steinbrenner even more than I did. Okay. Yeah. He's, like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He just, like, you know, with secondary characters for me, especially in Seinfeld, they don't have to be, like, in, like, every episode. Yeah. They can have, you know, I've got a few in my top ten where they're only in, like, one scene. You know, mm. and they're like on one episode, and they're amazing. Yeah, you know, all it's, you need it's how is impactful they are. Yeah, all you need is like two minutes. You know, yep, an episode for maybe ten episodes, and you, you've got me. Yeah, so Steinbrenner, I can say that I really, I really enjoy seeing him on screen. Yeah, I'll and, be interested to see where he sits in your top ten, and if he's in your top ten as well. Yeah, he is in my top ten. You've probably figured out by now. I okay. won't say yet where. Yeah, but uh, he's in there. Mm. But no, I really, I really have an appreciation for him, and I really. I really every time I see the back of his head, I just I start laughing. Yeah, I'm just like, oh his, my god, something's good's gonna happen. His hair. I noticed his hair got more silver as the series went on as well. Yeah, obviously to show aging. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's only a space of what he like. He, he makes his debut in what episode season five, um, the, the opposite, the opposite. Yeah. and then yeah, he's in the finale. So it's only what. Four seasons. Four seasons, yeah. Yeah, he's I think in? he's in about 26 episodes. He's one of the most common... No, 12 episodes. He's only in 12? Oh, no, he's probably more, actually. Okay, I'm not sure. Oh, no, probably more. Oh, no, he might be 26, yeah. Yeah. But he's no. in quite a few, yeah. Yeah, no. But only, only in for, like, a couple of minutes. No, 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 yeah. Like, I think I think if he was in in it more than he is, it would have been too much. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Short he's, but he's just, Yeah, he's dialed up to 10 yeah. from, from the moment he's in an episode. Yeah. He's just ranting. He's a ranting, raving lunatic. You wanted to see me, Mr. Stonebrenner? Yeah. Yes, George, come right in. Yeah, and he just, he <laughs> yeah. just, he's just dialed and he just up goes. to 10 straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they used him sparingly in a, and that made him more effective. And I think Larry David's voice work was just phenomenal. So good. And I'm really glad he's, like, even though he was off the show for two seasons, mm. you know, off writing and producing, I'm glad he stayed for Steinbrenner. Yeah. 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 It would have been, been weird if he did the voice and then suddenly was someone else. Yeah. It's like, that's weird. I, I think that, because like, cause his voice is so distinctive from... You know, even George, even, yeah, right, yeah, right, even yeah. in uh, e- even in the opposite, where he's like, "Hire this man!" Like straight away, he's got this distinctive voice. Yeah, I think if uh, if if Larry David didn't want to do his voice anymore, they just they'd, they'd retire the character. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then he yeah. wouldn't be as notable as he is now. Yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. for me anyway, for sure. Least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, good decision on uh, I, I, Larry I, David's I, part. I, I gush about Steinbrenner. Like he he's fucking amazing yeah yeah he's pretty good he's pretty good yeah pretty good do you have anything else against uh against that against about? about him no that's it man i'm pretty pumped to give you my top 10 okay well, uh, and steinbrenner is in it uh but i won't say where okay we've already established that why don't we take a short break and uh we'll come back and we'll find out where steinbrenner sits in ivan's top 10 and maybe my top 10 maybe yours we'll see hmm. hello folks matt mccoy here aka lloyd braun from seinfeld 
And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. I'm not homeless with the guy at the record store again, I'll tell you that. Mr. Steinbrenner? That's what they call me. Your grandchildren are here to see you. Oh, well, send them in, send the tykes in, and wait to see them. Hey, you little kids! Who, who are you people? Come here, come here, how about a ride on the Stein Pony Express? Get up here! What's your name, Shorty? Mel? You're on, but I don't want to be a secondary character for the 30th time, and you're with Ivan and Steven. Yes. And today we're talking about the Yankees staff. It's our sixth ever What's to Do With episode. Yes. And uh, we've talked about the three main Yankee staff, uh, namely Wilhelm, Morgan, and uh, I'm guessing Ivan's new boyfriend, <laughs> uh, Steinbrenner. My new boyfriend, Steinbrenner. Well, he'd be a better man than you, Stephen. Okay. I can take him out and have calzones. That's true. You know, he's got a lot more money than I do. He so, does. You know, oh. he, can, he can be a sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. And buy you nice stuff. Oh well, yeah. it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> for the Yankees. <laughs> for the Yankees. Yep. Mm. You're a bit of a wanky, Stephen, with that mm. comment. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we uh, give our top ten secondary characters? I think you should. Yeah. So every week we uh, we have our top ten, and they do change sometimes uh, each week depending on the characters. Uh, now, you're probably wondering, why isn't my favourite secondary character on here? It's either we haven't reviewed them yet or we just don't like them as much. Yep. So, uh, yeah. And what we'll do on our website, bidwithbass.com, we're going to put our top 20, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon I we mean, should expand to 20, but maybe just mention our top 5 or 10, like on air. Yep. But if you go on our website, we're going to give 20 of the best for yep. both of us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because as we review more episodes, we're talking about more characters. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it always feels unfair to like drop really good characters um, and yeah, there's like some, 10, 10 yeah. doesn't feel like enough enough space. And there's some that are just on the cusp. Yep. It's like, oh man, they're like 11th or 12th. Yep. It's like, I wish I could fit them in. Yeah, Yeah. because as soon as they go to number 11, if the list is 10, it's like they're forgotten about. You know? Exactly, and we want to remember them. And especially like, because I've got Steinbrenner in my top 10, right? Mm-hmm. But Sid Fields from The Old Man got knocked out. Okay. But I want to keep him in there. Yes. He doesn't deserve to get forgotten. Sid Fields is amazing. Sid Fields, is, he's great. Yeah. You know how I feel about curmudgeonly old men. You do? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I do with Steinbrenner, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, let's find out. <laughs> okay. Number 10, Bob and Ray, a.k.a. Cedric from The Soup Nazi and The Puerto Rican Day. Number nine, Lloyd Braun from What's the Deal? Uh, number eight, Meryl from The Wife from a couple of weeks ago. Number seven, Mary Cantardi from The Baby Shower. Number six, Bookman from The Library. And that's six to ten, not okay. ten to six. So it's in your top five. Yes, at five, it's Newman. Four, Susan. Oy. Three, The Soup Nazi. Shit. At number two, uh. from number one, Frank Costanza. What? My man, my new man, number one. Fuck off. I didn't think this was possible. George Steinbrenner. Holy shit. Number one secondary character on Seinfeld. I'm blown the fuck away. I'm blown the fuck away. Man, like, he only marginally beats Frank, and I thought Frank would be on top until the end of our show. I thought Frank will be number one, like you with Alton, right? Yeah. I thought he was like my Alton. Yep. Venice. Nah. Steinbrenner man I told you it doesn't have to be a character who's in several episodes or over story arcs it can be someone who's in it for like a couple of minutes yeah as long as they have that impact and Steinbrenner the fictional George Steinbrenner makes a massive impact like you said he goes from 0 to 100 virtually straight away Mm -hmm. and uh, he really does it for me every time even when I see the back of his head before the scene even begins I piss myself yeah because I know something good's going to happen yeah and he delivers every time so I know I'm gushing about him and I'm sorry that Frank is second your fans are probably going to get pissed saying Frank's better but this yeah. is 
But this is my thing, man. So Respectful one, disagreement. And, you know, exactly. And eventually, you know, things change. Like, for example, the limo's your number one mm-hmm. episode, and mm. that wasn't before. So no, it was the stakeout for, for, yeah, for you know, many 20, weeks. 25, 25, 26 weeks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there you go. Wow. So, yeah, George Steinbrenner is my number one. Huh. Yep. Huge. And look, between George and Frank, it's basically everyone else. Okay. So I, it's going to take another big secondary who's got, who's does big, goes big to mm-hmm. really knock these two off. Wow. I think it'll, for me, I predict it'll be 1-2 or even 2-1. Okay. You know, we'll see for the rest of the run. Yeah. I, I can't see another secondary no. being top two. No. No. Wow. So that's me. Sorry, I, I went big. <laughs> you should have gone big first. Go big or go home. No, no, it's yep. fine. Well, I'll I'll just uh, do the opposite, uh-huh. uh, and my top ten haven't changed. Yeah, so Steinbrenner is not in my top ten. Not in your top ten. Bit no. of an anticlimax. Bit of an anticlimax. But well, I feel he, like I feel yeah. like even if he was in my top three, he would be anticlimactic compared to your. Oh, mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Your, um, your love. But Wilhelm or Morgan didn't make your ten. No. Year twenty. Uh, Steinbrenner top twenty for sure. Top twenty. Don't yeah. know where. Didn't yeah. place him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, probably thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. I really like him. But this news is a revelation for me. Like you know, how do you think all the feel? Seinfeld community would be like, "Wow, this should be like top news." I hope Seinfeld talk about this. <laughs> I hope Seinfeld and Pasha recaps are like, "Wow, this dude's fucking amazing." This, this Steinbrenner's is number this, one. This guy's is insane. Steinbrenner. Yeah, he's as insane <laughs> and he's as reckless. <laughs> Crazy. Bad decisions. Bad decisions. No, yeah. that was a very good decision. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Stephen. That would have been scary. The prospect of uh, knocking off Frank. I know, but you know, it was only found, by the thinnest of margins, man. It wasn't. You found comfort in Frank every week. He was your rock, and then you were like, you know what? I've, I've got a new rock. I got a new rock. Yeah, but Frank is still my third rock. Okay. The sun. Ooh. Ooh, like the shoe. Um. Yeah. No, he's still my my one of my main guys. Yeah. But George is George Steinbrenner is my man. Wow. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so mine haven't changed. No. Why don't we do our top 10 episodes? Uh, Yeah. Well, Well, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Well, obviously, we can't get the episodes that these characters were in, Mm. you know, because that's too many. Mm. Um, But yeah, at number 10, I'm just going to pull it up now, actually. (laughs) I didn't expect we were going to do that. All right, well, while you're doing that, I'll do my top 10. Sure. uh, from number 10 to 1, we've got the library. And these are episodes we've reviewed so far. Mm. Um, and these will change, obviously, as we go along. And so, again, we'll put these on our website too, binwabars.com. Yep. Our we'll top put, 20, maybe. We'll put the whole list. Or the whole list, yeah. Yeah, top why not? T- so far, it's 24. Okay. So 25 from next week. But, yep. uh, yeah. So from 10 to 1, we've got the library, the millennium, the smelly car, the outing, the subway, the apartment, the pony remark, the baby shower, the stakeout, and like you said before, the limo. Yep. And number 10 for me is the library. Followed by the smelly car, the Jimmy, the limo, the pony remark, the Hamptons, the bizarre cherry, soup Nazi, puffy shirt, and outing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. That's it. And do you have any Seinfeldisms this week? None for this week, but I believe you have one, Stephen. I've got two. Two. Yes. Yep. So the first one, I've started watching, or well, I watched the whole series. It's a new Netflix series called Big Mouth. It's an adult cartoon. It's created by a guy named Nick Kroll, who sort of had a, I think he had a YouTube, or like Big Mouth was well-known on YouTube, and then Netflix picked it up. Okay. So it's it's about um, 12 and 13-year-old kids. It's like two two young boys and two young girls, and they're all like coming up to the start of puberty. Yep. And it's about how they deal with, you know, biological changes and boners and periods and pu- puberty stuff. Stuff that we all went through as ten. Yeah, but it's yeah. done really well. It's, it's a really, really cool series, really funny. Um, in the eighth episode, there's only one season so far, it's actually got a few cutscenes that take place uh, in Monks, which is the the, the Seinfeld cafe. Um, but the characters on Big Mouth actually play the cast of Seinfeld. Um, it's really cool because it didn't feel forced. 
um, and each voice actor who who voices the characters did an impression of George, Elaine, Kramer, yeah, and Jerry. The, the core four, yeah, exactly. And they yeah. do they do it really really well. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just really cool to get you know that they do like a Seinfeld reference. Um, it's clearly a nice homage. Yeah, definitely, yeah. really cool. Yeah, and and the show itself is really cool. Cool. So the second one is one of my favorite Seinfeldisms I've ever had, and it was pointed <laughs> out to me by a fan of the show, Karim, who we've talked about before. I think he recommended the Pony Remark? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a friend of the pod. So I, I should update the show notes to thank Karim yeah. <laughs> for the Pony Remark. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. We will. We're going yeah. through and revising our show notes. Yeah, um, as we and go Adding on. some stuff, so That's it. we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so through the week, my friend and I were just texting. So Karim's brother, Kareen, and I were just texting um, and she mentioned that she had a dream about me where all of my teeth fell out. Oh, yes. I think it means something if your teeth fall out in yeah, your dream. I don't, yeah, I don't really put a lot of stock into dreams, but I've heard that teeth falling out represents like something. fear or I don't something, know. Something, yeah. Some shit. Um, and she said to me that all of my teeth fell out of my head <laughs> and I pulled the. I was with her and I pulled the last one out and it was in my hand yeah. and it was bloody. And that, that was the whole dream. Cool. And I'm like, well, that's kind of gross, but cool. Like, thanks for telling me. Yeah. And she was telling Karim, her brother, about the the dream. And Karim mentioned that it's basically the same dream that Elaine had in the stakeout. Ah, yeah, when your teeth the teeth fell out. No, no, no. They, oh, I was doing with the teeth. Yeah, wooden, wooden teeth. Oh, wooden teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Jerry, he's trying to she's trying to tell Jerry in the cab. Yeah, and Jerry's like. He's like, I have wooden teeth. He's like, No, no, I had wooden teeth. I no, have. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. trying to like. Like uh, prove that he was listening, but to he her. wasn't. Yeah. No, and he gets like that major detail wrong. And uh, Karim actually said, "Hey, maybe that's a Seinfeldism for Stephen." Oh, I think that's a good one. Actually, yeah. thanks, Karim. Yeah, yeah. His eyes are opened. Good work. Yeah, good, good um, spotting there. Yeah, indeed. And they're my Seinfeldisms for the week. Lovely. Well, I have none. Well, I had one two weeks ago, but none this week. But yeah. uh, I'm sure there'll be one coming up. Indeed. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, we are at Bidwabask Podcast. That's one word at gmail.com. And yep. uh, we also have a website and socials. We do. Uh, so our handle is at Bibwabask. Our website's bibwabask.com. Uh, we're available on iTunes and uh, anywhere else you get your podcast, so you can listen to us, subscribe to us, uh, review us, and spread the word. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. That and would if be you, awesome. If you want to say hello, that would be amazing. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, next week, we're going back to our regular programming of Bibwabask. We're going to Season 6 again. Okay. Again. Mm. Episode 8, The Mum and Pop Store. We've gone to Season 6 a couple of times we this have. season, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's right smack bang in the middle. So Yeah, so The Mum and Pop Store. Yeah. That's the one we're doing. Another good episode. Another very good one. And if you want an episode that you want us to do, uh, let us know, you know. If you if there's one that's like oh you know you're thinking oh I really want this ep done don't be shy let us know yeah we'll bring it up we'll definitely put it for in the very near future yeah we've yeah. done a few fan requests oh absolutely and yeah. we love doing them we do yep it's great all right well thanks again for listening to us for another week and uh, we look forward to your company next week when we talk about the mum and pop store goodbye everyone it's George Steinbrenner bye everyone bye. We need a hit, so here I go. Ball one. Yay! Ball two. Yay! Strike one. Ooh! Strike two. Kill that umpire. Yeah! A case of Wheaties.
would glow. He's just a man and not a free Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you and I. He tied the mark at 44, July the 1st, you know. Since then he's hit a good 12 more, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you and I. From coast to coast, that's all you'll hear of Joe, the one-man show. He's glorified the horse-hide sphere, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you and I. He'll live in baseball's Hall of Fame, he got there blow by blow. Our kids will tell their kids his name, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. We dream of Joey with the light from back. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you on our side. Our Joe. One night in Cleveland, oh, 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 goodbye, street DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you and I. 